episode 173. Thank you all for listening to episode 172, Boneyard Bunny in the Firefly Funhouse, or Visits the Firefly Funhouse, something like that. I am Marcus, here with my co-host. Zazu the Great and Bear. Zazu the Great and Bear. You know, I found out from Clay, by the way, that Zazu is a horned bill. He's not a parrot. So we got a correction there. So you're a horned bill now, by the way. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no guessing. You are. <laughs> Ugh. I, like, I think I like me more as a parrot. You might like a horned bill. Yeah, let, let me Well, while you're looking at that, I'm going to actually thank all the sponsors at once since we're trying to keep these shows smaller uh, for the time being since there's not sports going on. So thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Wear Clothing, local sponsor and uh, the primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Visit Sean. Give him a call. 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding area. And not. I already had this picked out for you, Bear. The Cape of Good Hope, which is what we are hoping for. Good hope that sports are going to return sometime soon. Hmm. Interesting. So, thank you, Sean. Yes, it is. South, South, Southern Africa. Go ahead. What, what's it look like, uh, Zazu? No, I, I'm happy with what I look like. I, I'm happy with being a horn, but I think I'm going to keep it. <laughs> All right. All right, Zazu. Uh, thank you to uh, Tim at Verizon. Verizon is a true technology business partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies that positively impact operations and can increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, we do not wait for the future. We build it. Get in touch with the sales rep in your area, verizon.com. Thank you to Cassandra at the White House branch of PNC. You can visit her. Give her a call, 419-877-0634. She can help with all your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, personal banking. She is there to help. She can help you with those stimulus checks that everybody should have gotten today. And if not, they will be coming soon. I know Zazu got his Monday. Uh, my family got theirs today. So if you haven't gotten it, what about you, Barry? Did you get your stimulus money? Yeah, I got mine today this morning beautiful most people got it today um so i i I, congratulations i don't know what goes out i mean i'm just putting it into savings so it is what it is free money it gives a shit right yeah until we get taxed on it next year (laughs) so that'll be great i I read that we weren't i read we weren't going to that's what the that's what they said they said that they will not be uh it will not be taxed i don't know exactly how true it is because i also went on to one of those what will your stimulus be calculators with uh, you know what you made last year and it said I was going to get $75 and I got more than that so who the fuck knows if anything is right anyways did so. you did you do your taxes for uh, 19 already yeah okay so they would have based it on that but usually uh, they said 18 if you didn't do 19 um, but we'll uh, we'll see so uh, also, thank you to, last but not least, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Yeah, pretty hard to date in these times of everyone being quarantined inside. But that's the beautiful part of technology, just like we're on Google Hangouts. I know Connell can do probably Skype, FaceTime, maybe Google Hangout. I don't know. I'm sure he downloaded it if you're a potential client. 
So once the quarantine's up, and if you want to get back out there and uh, knock the rust off your dating, um, speaking skills, abilities, flirtation, whatever the case may be, reach out to Colonel Barrett at datingtransformation.com and get a consultation online today. All right. So um, thank you, of course, like you said, Connell Barrett. And uh, I know we will not get uh, Sparty Steve on here today, but thank you, Sparty Steve, for all of your help and, and sponsoring the Frickers launch at episode 100. We're hoping episode 200 is going to be at the same place uh, with a crossover with the grown up since we can't do it. It was supposed to be this weekend. Obviously, we're not going to be able to. And uh, hopefully in July we'll be able to, but we'll see. If not, you know, we'll come up with something for episode 200. Maybe it's uh, virtual drinking, 200 drinks. We'll invite uh, our 40 guests into a hangout or a Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just have to mute everybody and just uh, only the people on the podcast can actually participate. We'll see how it goes. We have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, that'd be tough. We'll see if we can make it to July here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, a few things that I, I just kind of wanted to get into. Since we don't have a lot, we'll save the big one for last that happened this week. But uh, I know one of the things was uh, we do have the draft coming next week, and we'll cover the draft next week. What, do we still want to do what we did last year, do the uh, the top picks we think everybody will take? Want to do that again? Yeah, we can do that. So Parrot, be ready for next week, uh, or, or Horned Bill, <laughs> I should say. Be ready for next week. So what we do is you go through the 32 picks, you can make trades, whatever you want to do, and who you think will go where, what picks will be. So just have that ready for next week. Gives you a week to prepare. We'll do that next week. We'll make the whole show basically about the draft because that's all we got to cover anyway. Um, but Christian McCaffrey agreed on a four-year extension, averaging 16 mil a year, making him the highest-paid running back NFL history. Uh, Bear, I'll start with you. What do you think? Well-deserved. I saw some numbers, which I wish I would have uh, screenshotted, so I had them in front of me. But um, over, you know, over his first three years, um, he has more scrimmage. And I don't even, I don't even really want to go into it. Cause I can't remember who the players were, but they were all Hall of Famers, like uh, Marcus Allen, um, Bo Jackson. There was somebody else. But over three years, he had more scrimmage yards than a certain player, more catches than a certain player, uh, more rushing yards than a certain player and more total yards than a certain player of that. I wish I had, I, like you said, I wish I had that. I would have saved it because I can't remember it. But, I mean, it was remarkable. So there's no reason why he should be the uh, highest paid running back because, honestly, he's the best all-around. He's not the best running back. He's just the best all-around offensive player in the NFL right now. And I don't think that can be argued. So in comparison to Zeke's contract, how much bigger is his? It wasn't Zeke the highest paid before that? Yeah, I think Zeke was five-year, $80 million or four-year, $80 million, something like that. Six-year, okay. six $90 million was uh, Elliot. So what, what was he averaging, like $15 million a year or something like that? Yeah, $15 million a year, um, and he's guaranteed, I think, $28 million over all of it, what it should be. So do you think he deserves it more than Zeke? I mean, I think they both deserve big money. I think that Zeke is the best um, running back in the NFL, um, all-around running back. I'm sure, uh, you know, sorry, I shouldn't have said that because now it doesn't make sense. He is the best runner with the football, 
rushing title guy. McCaffrey ain't going to get you a rushing title, but he's going to get you, you know, he, he can do a thousand or a thousand, I think, rather easily. But um, all-around guy is definitely McCaffrey. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you get a guy who can dump the ball down or throw little, uh, you know, three, five-yard routes over the middle on little angle cut routes off the halfback, there's a dude, he's a stud. So, um, I, I mean, he was doing it with, Freaking Kyle Allen last year. He's doing it with Cam. He's, I think any quarterback should be should be able to uh, throw him the ball um, on his little routes there. But he's just so damn elusive, and dude just gets bigger and bigger too, man. You know, last year he jacked up. You saw that. Yeah. Doing it oh again yeah. This year. He's amazing. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how that that the season plays out. If we do have a season, I hope by then we do. Um, but another thing I found interesting, and I don't know if you guys saw this, was uh, like what happened with Wimbledon, and since they had to cancel Wimbledon, so Wimbledon paid two million dollars a year for pandemic insurance for the last seventeen years. So thirty-four million dollars they paid for pandemic insurance. So because of the cancellation of the corona, because of the coronavirus. Wimbledon will be, receive $141 million for this policy. So they made $107 million because of this pandemic. Wow. Yeah, someone, uh, you know, when that came up, was probably like, why in the hell are we putting money into this? And now that person's just sitting back laughing. Yeah, it's the All England Lawn Tennis Club. They purchased that insurance. That is, that's absolutely insane. Um, because, and the reason they did it was because 17 years ago we had the SARS outbreak and they lost a shitload of money. So they invested in it and it paid out for them. I mean, they could get it again and they've made $107 million. So even if they pay $2 million for the next 53 years, they'll still come out a million dollars ahead if they keep the insurance. But I I guarantee you it goes up from 2 million a year guaranteed. Uh, it will now. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Hopefully they, uh, got a. They, uh, you know, they get their year end off that. Oh, by the way, it's going to go up to $3 million not next year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was even more than that. Um, I, I saw another feel-good story. Uh, so Jose Tabata, who was a outfielder for the Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates, saw his neighbor always working on his swing, and he said he's admiring his swing for a couple days now. So he went out there with the net, and they he just did batting practice with him into the net. Thought that was pretty cool. He was just putting the balls on the tee for him, letting the kids swing. Uh, that's pretty cool to have your neighbor be a former MLB player and then also just take interest in what you're doing and really try to help him out. So I found that very interesting. Yeah, that's a nice story. All right. there were So there were several things that I saw that was on, like, Facebook or Twitter uh, all of these things that are going on with the current pandemic, and as we know, we're we're still on a stay-at-home order. Uh, unless you're essential business, there's there you're trying to get your essential foods, all these other things. Uh, there's still a, a pandemic. That's why we guys are not together. Um, but there was something that I found on Facebook that was from ESPN that I found very interesting. So it was which would you, uh, which one would you have rather seen happen? So there's four things. I'll give them to you guys. You tell me which one and why. So um, Derrick Rose never gets hurt. The trade for Chris Paul to the Lakers wasn't vetoed. Uh, the original gang with the Thunder, so Durant, um, you know, Durant, Harden, and Westbrook never broke up. 
or the that Kobe and LeBron faced off in the finals? Um, I would hope that um, the trio in Oklahoma City never broke up because then LeBron would have won two or three rings with Cleveland instead of just one. That's a good point. Because Golden State never uh, got Durant, they wouldn't have. Uh, they wouldn't have won that third one. That's true. What about you, Zazie? I'd, I'd have to go with D Rose not getting hurt because I mean he did take that team into the playoffs when he was healthy. I mean I think he had a lot more potential, and he could have taken a Bulls team to the finals maybe a few times in the East. So, I mean, I don't know. I wish I could have. That's one thing I wish we could have got to see. Heroes not get hurt. And I, I agree both of those are good. Um, I don't really care about the Lakers trade with Chris Paul, but I actually would have liked to see Kobe and LeBron in a final, probably more around like the 2010 time, you know, around there, uh, 2009. As Kobe was getting older, LeBron was coming up more and more. But if LeBron would have had more of the supporting cast, I would have liked that. And, I mean, around that time, though, instead of having, you know, the the Lakers were good. And the Cavs were obviously good, too, because the Celtics' big three was coming around about that time. And that's why we had Celtics-Lakers a few times in the finals. But I think it would have been cool to see LeBron and Kobe face off at that point. Now, do you think – Bear, I'll start with you. Do you think Kobe would have guarded LeBron or LeBron guarded Kobe at that time? I mean, for a little bit, but not the entire game. I mean – you got to think when LeBron was out playing um, in the final that he was, he would pretty much play every position. So there would have been times they would have matched up, but for the most part, I don't think they would have been on each other through the entire game. Zazu? Yeah, I mean, I think they would have had their matchups but got switched, you know, playing through the game. And then, I mean, I. If it came down to it at the end of the game, towards the end of the game, I can see him matching up a little bit more, maybe. Yeah, I, and I totally agree with you there. Um, the so the the one thing that we had said, well, there, uh, a funny tweet I saw. It's always still one of my favorite things. How much Jose Canseco hates a Rod. He put on Twitter, "Happy Easter to everyone, except Alex Rodriguez." <laughs> you, do, Bear, do you have the backstory on that? I don't. I Canseco's just an idiot, though. I I just can't follow or care. And I'm not I'm not a huge A Rod fan by any means. I'm not sticking up for the guy. I just think Jose Canseco's an idiot. He always has been, always will be, roided out, dude. I mean, he's just a moron. Like he is, he's just dumb. There's, I have a feeling, and it's nothing to joke about, but there's probably some CTE going on in that brain of his. I mean, it's. It's not good for Jose. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, We did, uh, I know we sent this out in a message. Well, a few things. Uh, So a few deaths, unfortunately, to report. One being Hank Steinbrenner, uh, who was one of the co-owners of the Yankees, George's son, and him and his brother Hal uh, ran the Yankees for several years. Hank was, what, I think 63 years old? Something like that? Yeah, 63. He was not that old. Sad thing to see uh, and hear, you know, it's sad news for the Yankees organization and me being a Yankees fan, that was tough. I know he was battling some illness, 
but uh, very young. I mean, he he just had a birthday a few weeks ago, April second, and just just turned sixty three. So when you think about that, I mean, I think you know my my parents, my dad at least is uh, in his sixties. He'll be sixty two this year. My my father in law sixty four. It's just it would be hard to imagine losing either one of them at this point, and it just kind of puts it into perspective on how old he really was. Right. Yeah, I mean, 63 is not old by any stretch of the imagination at all. Absolutely not. And then uh, the other one we had lost was Edmonton Oilers forward uh, Colby Cave. He was 25 years old, and he died after suffering a brain bleed, which was uh, very unfortunate to hear. Very, very unfortunate. Now, did they – I didn't see – was that a pre-existing condition or is it something that just came up? I didn't really catch the backstory on that. I didn't, I didn't see the backstory at all. Uh, so he, I, I don't think, um, I don't know if he had it ahead of time, but uh, his his uh, his widow, his his you know wife who obviously lost her husband, had mentioned that he he had complained of a headache a few days before, so uh, or the week before. So I don't know what was going on. I mean, I don't know if it was pre-existing or what, but he complained of a headache, and the next thing you know, he's gone. Wow. That's, that's scary shit. It really is. Yeah, that's quick. That's scary. Yeah, he was put into a medically induced coma on April 7th after he was airlifted uh, to the hospital. He underwent surgery to move a cyst, putting pressure on his brain. So it sounds like he had a cyst that was putting pressure there. And uh, had a brain bleed, and and um, uh, so she. And this is sad, you know. Reading this just makes me really sad. Is she said, uh, and I quote: "I never dreamed of being a widow before our first wedding anniversary." Mm, that's sad. Uh, that that's uh, yeah, it's very unfortunate, very sad. You know, it, death death sucks, and we know it's 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 going to happen to everybody, but. Uh, you know, at least Hank Steinbrenner lived a full life. Um, you know, this young man did not. And that's unfortunate. You think about that. I mean, obviously, Bear and I are older than 25 years old. Parrot, you're you're 25 next year. So it's it's just crazy to me, you know, just to think that, you know, that sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, you're 24 this year. So, I mean, you, you've got some time here. Um, thank you, Zazu, for the reminder. Uh, so I want to wrap up with trivia. So let's just do on this day right now so that we can wrap up with trivia. Jeremy is ready to go once we're ready for him. Uh, and we're 20 minutes in. Before you're on your, before you're on your day, I do have one, one thing, which yeah, obviously ahead. is going to be tough to get out. But Jay Glazer um, reported today that he's got some huge national football news um, he's going to break at 11 p.m. tonight, which is going to be past my bedtime. I'll tell you that one. But uh, I, why it's at 11 o'clock tonight, I don't know. He's saying it's huge news. So uh, we'll end up seeing what that is and be able to cover it next week um, if it really is as big as he says. But he made it sound like it was pretty large um, national news. So it'll be interesting to see what that, uh, what that insight is tonight. But I'm kind of shocked that he has it. Adam Schefter doesn't have anything Ian Rappaport, the big NFL insiders, haven't said anything about it. So I don't know if that's like journalistic integrity or if it's only something Jake Blazer has since about a player trade or anything. He didn't, that was all he gave. He just said uh, nothing along those lines. 
So it's not like a, I don't think it's a team. I have a feeling it's an NFL overall thing would be my guess. Um, as you know, um, Trump today put together the commissioners of the league, the large leagues again, and a couple other people, uh, PGA commissioner, Dana White. And I, I can't remember. I don't know if Vince on it, but um, a few people to all join a committee yep, to find a way, find the best way to start sports up when everything is getting back to normal. But it doesn't sound like, it sounds like sports is going to happen. It just doesn't sound like fans will be allowed um, for a little bit. Yeah, it sounds like... Which is uh, fine with me. I, right, I don't right, care. Right. Give me sports, whatever. I'll do sports. Just If there's no fans for a little bit, there's no fans. That's fine by me. But I just want you know professional sports to be back. <laughs> right. Speaking of that, too, uh, they are playing starting at 7 on ESPN uh, 2008, I think, in the 2010 finals uh, for Kobe. Nice. Um, and then, like you said, Bear Glazer did say that it, it's not transactional news, Not a, no player getting traded or signed. So I, I wonder if it does have to do with what you said about Trump. I know uh, Vince McMahon's on that, Dana White is on that, and several others part of that committee. So it'll be interesting to see what Jay Glazer says. What, is he going to announce it on Fox? Yeah, whatever show he's on at 11 o'clock, uh, NFL Insiders or something like that. Okay, definitely we'll we'll check that out because um, I know he's Fox NFL Sunday, but I know that uh, this is going to be a little different in what he's putting it on. Um, looking forward to that. So it looks like it's it's Fox Football now, eleven p.m. like you said, and on FS1 tonight at eleven. So put it on your calendar. Well, people won't hear this until the news is already broke, but uh, we'll put it on our calendars. All right, so before uh, – we'll, actually, we'll end with on this day because I know Jeremy's going to be waiting for us. Um, I know he's ready to go and because uh, I do want to cover that last big thing we want to cover, but we'll save that for the end as well. So this should be, should be done uh, within 45 minutes. Jeremy is ready, so I'm going to present my screen so that you guys can see it and let me know when you guys do see it, and uh, we will be able to go with Jeremy. I am presenting now to the boys. I see it. Perfect. So I'll read it as it comes in. Let's start it. Can you guys see that, the question that came through? Yep. Okay. All right. Let's start off with a three-point NFL question. In 1973 and 1975, O.J. Simpson took only seven games to reach 1,000 rushing yards. Who is the only other player or only other running back, excuse me, to match that feat since. So we can go to our good, chat. Good question. We can go to our chat box um, and uh, get that in there. So 1,000 yards. And when you guys are ready, we're good. It's also, it's also good to know that um, your uh, ex-wife does not like jalapenos. Why is that? I just, it just, I just see it on the left side of your screen there when your chats. So I just wanted to let everyone know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got all the chat boxes up there. Can see them all, and uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the uh, so, 
I'll tell him we are tough. We are ready. So we've got Barry Sanders from Bear and I, Chris Johnson from Zazu. So we'll see. Jeremy is typing away. Three-point answer. Nope, just the answer. Yeah, oh, no, no. Tell, tell him we'll take the hint if, um, say, if we we'll put in all our answers and say if none of them are right, we'll take the hint. We'll make it like a two-point or one-point question. So we'll see what he says. And what are the points, by the way? So the points are Gary with 317. Too bad it's not 316. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, myself at 284. Cody Bryant at 267. Parrot slash Horned Frog or whatever he is at 144. And Dub at 17. All right, so did you you see that the hint will at least narrow it down? He was one of the two thousand yard rushers we discussed a few weeks back, and now we've oh, ma- yeah. we made it a two point question. Oh. Well, it's not Chris Johnson, so I can narrow that. I can take that one off. <laughs> yeah. No Chris Johnson oh. in here. We got Eric Dickerson, Adrian Peterson. What do you got, Zazu? I don't know yet, dude. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Larry Johnson. I can't think of anybody right now. I was trying to think of the old Rams running back. Dickerson? No. Marshall Falk? Todd Gurley. Falk, that's right. Ah, Terrell Davis. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, they ran a lot. Should have, uh... But he's also the one I couldn't think of either, so that's why I forgot him again. Yeah, I don't think we'll see that true. Oh, oh, we will. Oh, we will. Derrick Henry almost did it. Not in the first seven, but in seven games. Another tricky one worth three questions. I'm assuming he means points. Which quarterback has the most <laughs> – which, which – yeah, he said it. Three points, not three questions. Which quarter – he said they could all see my typos. <laughs> which quarterback yeah, – Damn right we can. <laughs> damn right we can, Jeremy. Which quarterback has the most losses in NFL history? Hint, he played from 87 to 2007 and played for eight different teams. Uh, I got mine coming in. You got yours coming in hot. That was the first person that came to my head. I think the timeline almost matches up. Oh, that's a good one. Um, man, 80s. I just thought of another one, too. Damn it. Oh, shit. I'm, uh, oh, I got to think of the... 
There's mine. Can't remember. Know, can't remember when he started. All right. So we'll tell him to go. We got John Harbaugh, Drew Bledsoe, Ty Detmer. I think. Uh, I I think I know who it is, or I'm not. I shouldn't say know who it is, but I think mine's ah. Vinny Testaverde. I knew it was going to be Vinny Testaverde. I thought about that. Ah, oh, damn! It. I should have changed my answer. Show on my gut. And as he said, Vinny Interceptaverde. In fairness, he was yeah. on lousy teams. No, Jeremy, he's trash. He did play for the Cowboys. Yes, this is absolutely true. Yeah, I should have just changed my answer. Ah, damn it, Ryan. All right, and now all right, we've all got for the final draft question of the week, it's the return of the prove-it game. Of your previous 13 number one overall draft picks from 07 to 2009, how many can you name? So how many can you name? And uh, continue going around saying how many of the 13 you think you can correctly identify until everybody else tells you to prove it. If the person gets the specified number correct, they will get 10 points. If everybody, if wrong, everyone else will get five points. So, oh man, Zazu, how many do you think you can name? I think I could get anywhere between five and eight. Five and eight? <laughs> Which one? I don't think he was here when we discussed how this works. <laughs> so, Zazu, what happens is you say you can get five right. Bear could say, I can get six right. I could turn around and say, I can't get six right, so prove it. And then you'll, it'll go back to you, and you can say, I can either get seven or tell Bear to prove it, and he has to name six. All right. So how many do you think you can name? I, I, I can get six. Ooh. Okay. I don't think I can do seven. So, Gary, if you can, you go you go for it. But I don't think I can. Um, I think I can... Yeah. Give me a minute here. Uh, I... Let me think back. So we're talking number one overall draft picks. I think I could do seven. Parrot? Parrot, can you do eight? Uh So I'll tell him seven for uh, Gary, waiting on a parrot. No, prove it. All right. Um, so I'm going to work my way backwards, and I'm going to try to to do quarterbacks of what I can remember because I know the last two were Oklahoma boys. So we will – you can you – can, Bear, can you read them as I type them because I'm going to try to think as I'm going. Yeah, so Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, both correct. Uh, we got. I'm trying to do quarterbacks first. That's that's easiest for me to do. Jared Goff. Mm, oh, I think that was 2016. That's three. The biggest bust in history. Unfortunately for Marcus Kirk, Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Yep. That was oh, that would have been oh seven, right? That would have been right there. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was 07 or 08. Uh, yep, Luck is correct. Andrew Luck was 2012. Cam Newton, 2011. Uh, uh, you got here. one more. Uh. Oh. Yep. Stafford was 2009. Nice. Um, Bradford, yeah, so Gabe Mate, that I can't remember anybody. I can't remember, like, if there was linemen. I, I just know quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I want uh, oh, you know, it. okay, Miles Garrett. Oh, for, for the uh, Browns, Jake, right? Jake Long in 2008. Where'd he go for the Dolphins? Oh, okay. Um, well, most of those were quarterbacks. Eric Fisher for the Chiefs was one, I think, in 2013. Would have never got tackle. that. Uh, you missed Jameis Winston. Oh. I think I was 15. <laughs> and that was one of the easier ones. Back. Yep. That was it. Yeah, not bad. Who were the uh, – because the not only – The only other ones I can think of if we went back further, like into 2000, would be like – I know Eli was one, Eli. obviously. Um, didn't Vic go one, too? Um, I don't think so. I thought Vic went one, like, oh, God, what year was that, 2000? It would have had to have been, but I'm not sure if he did or not. It would have been, he would have been up there, though. Oh, the uh, the other one that was trash, David Carr, of course. <laughs> yeah, David Carr was like 2004 or something like that. Yep. All right, we got a long rant. Oh God, here we go from Jeremy. So every <laughs> everybody, look up Bo Jackson Tecmo Super Bowl on YouTube, and you will find the goat of sports video games. Link below for your pleasured viewing. And Bear, I know the game was made before your time, and parrots too. But it was still one of the best football games around and even has updated rosters every season. As for the Tecmo tourney I will be entering, it will be held at the Cleveland Gaming Classic Convention. Oh, we might be able to go. Dude, we might we might have to go that weekend. Hit up the casino. Well, yeah, if, if, if we're allowed. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So it's at the Cleveland <laughs> excuse me, gaming, not Corona. Cleveland Gaming Classic Convention, November 20th and 21st, so anybody in the area should check it out. Other tournaments announced include Fortnite, Madden, NBA Jam, Smash Brothers, among others. No sponsor needed, guys, but I will wear your T-shirt proudly. My man. Uh, long story short, he heard about this last November, but was too chicken to enter. In the past, I thought I was one of the great Madden and Tetris players growing up as I slaughtered my friends at both. But when I played actual competition online, I was humiliated and could not believe how I suck compared to actual players. So Tecmo Super Bowl for the SNES is by far my best game of terms of skill. And this uh, particular tourney is the NES version, which is very similar. But I just thought it would be it would be another rude awakening where I will find out I'm not as good as I think. So my friend who is decent at the game, but I, I can crush, 
went with me and entered the silver division. Gold was for professionals, silver for everyone else. We were just hoping my friend would maybe win a game or two, not lose by 50 points. It was a round-robin tourney, and my friend actually did amazing and finished around 11th place out of 25 players. That's awesome. So I was thinking I should have entered as I am much better than him, but this is the year. I'm saying my prayers and taking my vitamins to prepare since eSports is a thing now. Which video games do you, which video games do you all play where you think you could maybe compete at? Have a good one. See you for wrestling. Well, we're still going to support him, and if we can be there, we're going to go. Yeah, if, if we're allowed, if we're uh, non, if we're off the corona, then yeah, I'm in. We're, fun. We're all we're all our OTL sports shit. <laughs> Get it going. So, um, as for his as for his question, yep. um, I used to be really good at Madden, um, to the point of I think uh, me and me and Cody were pretty evenly matched. But I was I was pretty good online. I can't remember what Madden it was. It was probably uh, 12 or 13, I'd say. Um, I think I was like 112 and 11 online or something. I had a really good online record. I beat up a lot of people. Um, it was whenever they, uh, whenever it was uh, Romo, Dez, and DeMarco, whatever. I think that would have been around 2012. I, I always I always play with the Cowboys no matter what. So I dominated that game. Um, but, yeah, that one, Madden would have been one. Uh, other than that, I've I've always been just okay at video games. Um, not the best, or not the best, but not the worst. Just always in between. Madden was just always my my niche of uh, what I was really good at. And I'm going to tell him might have to do a might have to do a episode before an episode in Cleveland. There you go. Cleveland with him, you know, with him before. That would be fun. Set it up in the hotel room, have him come up, do some stuff, go out and have some fun, and uh, support him. That would be a great time. That would be cool, yeah. Have him on the show. I mean, he, he deserves to be on the show. He's one of those guests that, that, like, I'd rather have him on than any, like, famous person because he deserves to be on this show. And I know he's kind of backed off a few times, but I think that would be a great time for him to get on and – uh and just talk about it, you know, what he's doing, why he's doing it, and just focus that show on Jeremy. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think it'd be great, too. I think he should be on. It'd be awesome. And I'm going to tell him we hope so, too. He just said you guys can still have your 200th episode with the Mega Trivia. I'm hoping so, too, Jeremy. Uh, we are. And um, Zazu, what about you, man? What uh, What do you got? Uh, game I always was really good at was always like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and then I've always been really really good at NBA 2K okay. I've always just like I've always been decent at like Madden and most sports games but 2K I'm definitely the best at it. my uh um I, I think of my my uncle who was very good at uh and I'll stop presenting for now, but my uncle was really good at uh, Tiger Woods. I think, Bear, I showed you that. He was ranked second in the world in Tiger Woods. Yeah. It was insane. Mm-hmm. He was good. I know Bear remembers that. He was not. I thought he was full of shit, and then I watched him. I'm like, oh, my God. He's insane. Yeah. I used to be decent at Tiger Woods. I was. That would have been one of my other ones, but not second in the world decent. 
Yeah, I, I always thought he was full of shit. Like I watched him play uh, an 18 hole, you know, par three course and shoot an 18. <laughs> like he had 18 <laughs> hole in once. It was stupid. It was ridiculous. The only thing with Tiger Woods, though, is you could build your character up so much in that to be literally the best, and it was, yeah, it was nuts. And he was second in the world, and, and the guy he knew, like, they would chat all the time and play each other, and they would go back and forth. And there was a time he was one in the world for a little bit, which is crazy to me. I thought it was cool, like, yeah, my uncle's uh, second in the world in Tiger Woods golf, you know, before it was an eSports thing. Um, yeah. For, for me, I mean, I was uh, – you know, I was okay at, at, at Madden. I did pretty well if I played consistently, but I just didn't play enough because I know, like, I would play with Bear a few times. I think I may have beat you once, and he, otherwise you would just run the floor with me, and that was that. But I could beat everybody else, and then I, I could beat all my friends, except when I go on to play Bear, I'm like, oh, now I'm in the big leagues. Yeah, this ain't happening. So <laughs> that's where I would learn that I wasn't as good as I thought I was. So... That's what was cool about that. But if I did play more, you know, because I, I went from Sega. Like, if it was Sega Madden, I'd dominate people. From back in the late 90s, I mean, 97, 98, 99, Madden, destroy. And uh, that was always my shit back in the day. Um, but that's, I mean, that's it. I mean, I was good at, at, at Sonic 2. That was the first game I ever beat as a kid on Sega. I mean, I could I can run through that really easily today even. Uh, so I find it fun. And they had the, the Genesis Classic games on PS4, and I played that as well on there and, and still can run the floor with it. So it's pretty awesome. All right. So I moved. I stopped sharing my screen so we could do our On This Day, and um, we want to talk about some things on this day, of course. So today is Tax Day, and actually Tax Day is now in July. So today is not the actual Tax Day. All right. It was nice, though. I got got a nice stimulus, so it kind of felt like it was a almost like an oxymoron. We got money from the government on tax day. That, that is that that is hilarious. Um, all right. So Babe Ruth, give me the year, hits his first of his sixty home runs of the season. Nineteen twenty nine. Barrett. Nineteen twenty-seven, and that record stood. That record stood until sixty-one, of course, when Maris hit sixty-one. All right, Jackie Robinson becomes the first African American to play in U.S. Major League Baseball. That would be nineteen forty-two. Parrot. Um, give me 57. 1947. 42 is his number. Um, 47, it was after the war. After the war, he uh, debuted. Uh, okay, 43rd U.S. Masters tournament at Augusta National. Fuzzy Zoller wins his only Masters with a birdie on the second hole of a playoff against Ed Sneed and Tom Watson. 87, no, 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 78. Zazu? I don't know, 82. 79. 79. Uh, I was close. Magic Johnson sets the NBA record for career assist with 9,898. 
Very close. So birthdays on this day. Let's see if we have any interesting ones on this day. We we never really know. Um, James J. Jeffries, American heavyweight boxer, born in 1875. Is he still alive? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Most definitely still alive. Um, let's see if we got anybody else that's of any interest. How about Jason Seahorn? All right, yeah. 49. Old, uh, old giant. Milton Bradley, the baseball player, 42. I find that interesting. Uh, and that's really uh, the only ones I have of interest on here for birthdays on this day. Um, we'll look at a, a few other things. Um, nothing really on the deaths that uh, people would know. Um, so we can just move on from there. So let's get to our last thing of the day that we want to talk about. The biggest news in sports this week is Kyle Larson in iRacing was doing an iRacing event that was broadcast live and, uh, he was trying to talk to his spotter, lost communication after he had wrecked, and unfortunately used a racial slur in it, and everybody that was on that could hear him. So after that, he was suspended indefinitely from iRacing, from NASCAR, and then as the days progressed, uh, his sponsors all dropped him. Chevy dropped their contract with him. His sponsors dropped, and then uh, Ganassi Racing fired him. Uh, so... Bear, I'll start with you. What do you think? Uh, well deserved. I mean, it it was uh, it was clear as day. He knew what he said. He even said at the end of it, "I can't believe I just said that." Um, and then gave a apology. I didn't. It was kind of half-assed, or someone wrote it for him. It wasn't for him. So, yeah, that was that was a dumb move. Dumb move by him. Uh, just by saying something really stupid, obviously very racist, drop the old hard R, so you uh, never, ever should say racial slurs, but definitely uh, not that one. So, yeah, um, I think all of that is well-deserved, and I'm sure he'll be back at NASCAR eventually, but uh, it won't be for a little bit. Yep, I, I did see uh, Marcus Stroman of the Mets had challenged him to a UFC fight over the racial slur. Stroman? Out of all people. Really? Yeah, Marcus Stroman. This is, this is my thing with that is, I mean, I get it, but it was it was wrong, but it's not like he harmed Marcus Stroman, so why is Marcus Stroman attacking him? You know? Right. That's, it's not like he said it about Marcus Stroman, or he said it, he, was, he just made it a horrendous judgment, a dumbass judgment, something that you should never say, but why someone would have to call him out to a UFC fight or a boxing match is just kind of stupid as well. Just shows maturity of Marcus Stroman also trying to be a tough ass for no reason. Could have just said, yeah, well, that was a dumb thing to say and moved on, but kind of shows his character as well. Right, and, and you know, with Kyle Larson, he... It sucks. I mean, last year, 
he uh, he had won uh, the the Monster Energy Open. He won the All Star Race. Uh, he he's a good driver, and uh, I believe isn't he Japanese American as well? Yeah, I think his grandma was Japanese. Except so he's a quarter or something like that, half quarter or something. Yep, and then his uh, his his wife is uh, the sister of if you if anybody watches World of Outlaw. Uh, Brad Sweet, a lot of people know who he is, um, the, especially in World of Outlaw. And um, the, you know, just this whole thing just sucks. I mean, he's 27 years old. Yeah, he made a mistake. But think about this. Like, Hulk Hogan did the same thing, and people still don't forgive him for that. And, you know, I, I agree. I, I talked to my, my father-in-law, and he said, you know, he thinks somebody signs him. I don't think anybody's going to sign him for a little while. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bit. What do you think, Zazu? I mean, that's a quick way to throw away a great career you had going, I'll tell you that much. And I do agree that he will get another ride again, but I don't think he'll be getting a big, like a, on a big team. I think he'll have to work his way back. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's tough. And he worked his whole life uh, for, you know, his career and what he's doing, and he's a damn good driver, but he wasted it all with just a, a comment. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate. And, you know, several, I, I don't know how many drivers have commented on it yet. I know uh, Joy Logano had commented on it. Um, and he talked about just you're representing a brand and, and you can't do that. So, he, you know, he's representing NASCAR and all these other things. Um, and like Logano spoke of himself, he's represented by Shell, Pennzoil, Coke, Ford. You're representing all of these things. So to make that comment, yeah, you're going to get dropped. I know McDonald's dropped him. Capital One dropped him. Several others dropped him. I don't know if uh, Bubba Wallace has commented on it. Obviously, he is the only African-American driver on, uh, on the circuit right now. Um, but... It's just crazy that we were just talking about Bubba Wallace a few weeks ago for rage quitting. That's easily forgotten now. I can tell you that. Yep. That's true. Um, it makes, you know, uh, it's obviously much less, way less severe than what Larson said. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that's the other thing is that one guy says it, and there's been a stereotype. There is a stereotype through NASCAR that it's a, uh, Southern, redneck, Confederate flag-waving, white majority sport. And this doesn't help it. And it's just going to push that narrative. And I think NASCAR itself is, is does fantastic jobs of pushing minority and, uh, you know, not just sticking to the same guns that they always do, that they do get out there and they want you know, minorities to get in and do that. And, I, you know, Bubba Wallace is huge for them. Even Larson, man, I mean, he's kind of a minority as a, as a half Japanese or, you know, quarter Japanese uh, guy that he's there as well. But it, it's a, it, it sucks for NASCAR because even though it's not their fault, it's just going to come back to that for them. I've already seen it. I've already seen it on Twitter, and I've had to hold back and say, are you really – gonna sit here and blame all of NASCAR for the for one guy um, you know making that statement I mean but that's just that's how the world works and that's how it is unfortunately it's it's too bad
bad that that's what they uh, that's what NASCAR gets looked at in that light. And you know, when we went to the race, there was a whole there was a whole bunch of different um, ethnicities there that we saw. Um, it wasn't you know it wasn't just all white people. Um, you know, so it sucks for them, but they all made the right choice. They he was suspended indefinitely by NASCAR and his team, and then then uh, fired by his team. Um, so I think that they all made the, they all made the correct choice there and did what they were supposed to do in a timely fashion and it didn't take them long. I think they saw the video and boom, made their decision. It was done and they all made the right one. And I think firing him was the right one, but he'll be back. It'll be a little bit, but he'll be back in NASCAR. Yep. And, uh, and then it'll be brought back up to everybody's attention cause there'll be controversy surrounding it and, uh, could be five years from now, there'll still be controversy um, I find it interesting, you know, if this if this COVID nineteen did not happen, this wouldn't be happening. We wouldn't be talking about this. Um, they'd be driving and racing right now, but uh, unfortunately, things happen. You should never, you know, use those words. You know, as we always talk about, you know, everybody's recording. Your Alexa's recording. Your phone's recording. Everything's listening to you at all times, and you just you don't. And, and first of all, you just don't say things like that. I mean, one of the guys on this show is an African-American. We would never use that slander. And, you know, we take that very serious. We cover, you know, th- these tough topics. And I wish he was here to discuss it. And I know he's not here. And we'll get his take next week because I do want him to comment on it. I do want to hear his thoughts because, you know, I, we are the three of us are, are young white males. We, we have not had to live through and go through things that African-Americans have. And I think it would be good, and I, I do truly want to hear the perspective of Cody Bryant because he, he has commented several times when we brought up issues like this, and he has a good take, and I really appreciate what he brings to the table about it. So looking forward to what Cody has to say about this. We will bring it up next week. Um, we're out of time for this show, so thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Work Clothing. Thanks to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Tim at Verizon. Cassandra at PNC. Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. And Sparty Steve didn't get on the show, but that's okay. Maybe sometime you will again. Uh, And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hit them straight. Make sure you wear the mask in public.